0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard, and I thank you for being with us today for another broadcast as we go into the Word of God. There are a couple of ways that you can reach out to us. First, by mail at Pastor Eric, at Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia 30061, or you can email us at uh, Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. That's Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. And today we're going to continue a series we've been on uh, for the last few uh, messages. It is uh, back to basics, back to basics. And the reason why we're coming down this line is, again, in the times that we live in and where we are today, we must be established in the present truth. And that present truth is that Jesus Christ is our righteousness. And even to make it even simpler is the fact that jesus should be and must be the center of our worship he must be the focus of our prayers he must be uh the 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 holy spirit which is put in us must is our god our our uh, uh keeper our comforter rather and he is the one that god has sent to dwell within us and but the holy spirit always sends us back to jesus he's not jesus said when he uh he said i'm going away and this is in John uh, 16. He said, but I'm going to send you back another comforter. And when he, co- and he is the one that's going to dwell in you. He said, he's going to speak whatever he is. As Jesus said, he did. He said, I'm, I'm not speaking of myself. I've heard what I've heard of the Father. This is what I speak. And again, in our culture, in the culture that we are in today, so many desire. They, um, I believe that this culture, which is, uh, I call it the, the, the cultural self. As you know, the um, I think the 80s were known as the me generation where everybody wanted to get rich, everybody wanted to, uh, you know, it was money, 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 and it seems to be the same today. But uh, on this accord, where we have inflation, we have prices rising, uh, housing is through the roof, people can't afford uh, with full-time jobs. I'm not talking about people who are, um, have lost their jobs. I'm talking about people with full-time jobs, working one and two jobs and can't afford to pay rent on an apartment or on a house. Uh, many families have to decide and choose. Am I gonna pay rent this month? Am I gonna pay my water bill or gas bill or am I gonna feed feed the kids? Are we gonna, uh, and this is a husband and wife. It's just single moms, it's single dads, it's just retirees. Uh, and people are they're, they're going through because of the pressure of this life, but I want to tell you, Jesus is the answer for everything. Everything that we face in this life, Christ has an answer for us. He has a solution. He is is a, is a God that cares for us. Jesus said when He began to speak to those when they were. Um, uh, talking about how they're talking about relationship with God. He said, we don't have a God that if you ask, he it, if you were, you being God or you being a father, if your son came to you and said, Lord, I'm, I'm hungry. He said, would you give me some, is that some bread? Is that a loaf of bread? Is that something? You know, today we said give me a PBJ. He said, you wouldn't give him a stone. If He said, uh, mom, dad, is there, is there any meat in the refrigerator? He said, would you give him a serpent? He said, would you do these things, any of these things would you do, and you being earthly, you think that you are a better father, a better carer of your children than our Father which is in heaven? No, 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 and double no. Because we know as believers, and those who don't even uh, know God, and I believe that many of them know that, you know what, if God doesn't help me, I have no help. I have no hope. But but there are others outside of the body, where people—I uh, think—of sources of the enemy who have given a bad report on God. They have a bad, have a wrong impression of God. That God is out to get them. Even believers have this. That you know, the reason I'm going through, the reason I'm unemployed, the reason I'm—you know—why I'm, uh, you know I'm sick—is God trying to teach you something? Teach teach me something through this? No, Satan's trying to kill you. He's trying to rob you of your faith. Because faith without, you know, faith without works is dead. You know, the Bible says over in Hebrews, it says without faith, faith rather, it's impossible to please God. We must use our faith in the kingdom. It is our method of exchange in the heavens. Because again, it says faith without works is dead. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So God is saying, give me your faith. Trust in me. And let me go, I'm a little ahead of myself, but let's go over to, uh, I believe it's John, uh, St. John 6, 28. And when they begin to talk to Jesus, this is St. John again, and we're talking about our subject, and we're, we're, we're talking on these last few weeks, last few lessons, about going back to basics. And the basics of the gospel is focus and faith on Jesus Christ, and who he is, and what he's done, what he's already accomplished the bible says that when we're talking about our salvation it says um, we are saved by by grace through faith and that not of ourselves it's the gift of god and that grace which god has given us And as i've said and on several occasions grace is jesus grace is yes we should speak christ over our food Yes, yeah, we should speak christ over our lives we should speak but he is the grace he is the Undeserved, unearned favor that God gave to man, to all men, whether you are saved, whether you are a sinner, whether you are in prison today, whether you are an addict on the street, whether wherever you are, the grace of God is is available for you right now. It only requires that you believe, and when. Jesus walked the earth and they saw the mighty miracles that he did from healing the sick to raising the dead, uh, from, uh, from the mighty things that he did. They said, man, this man is doing all these mighty things. And in John six twenty eight, it says, they said to him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? We see you doing these things. We want to imitate what you're doing. What's your secret? What is your, what are you doing, Jesus? What have you done that God has, because men can't do what you do. And see, I believe in these days, in these last days, that's gonna be what I say a differentiator. What I mean by that is it makes the difference. It's the difference between a plus and a minus. In other words, what what adds to your life and what takes away from your life. All of us can see, you know, we have to have that discernment. Being able to say, you know what? This person is taken away from me. Every time they come around, you know, we always had those friends that, you know, they came around and and, and the only thing they did was take, 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 take. Can I borrow? Can I have? Can I borrow? Can I have? And they never brought you anything. Matter of fact, whatever they borrowed or whatever they took, they never returned it. They were minuses. God bless them. But that's the fact. They never had anything to contribute. But then on the other hand. You ever have people come to your house and, you know, don't, you say, what can I bring? Oh, don't come. We just, we just celebrate today. You just bring yourself, bring a smile and, and, and bring your, bring joy. And they come with food. They come with drinks. They come with, uh, uh, um, you know, they bring the, they bring the music, they bring everything. You know, they just overwhelm you with what they bring because they are givers. And that's who God is. God overwhelms with his blessing if we will just receive him. That's all he's asking. So here in in, uh, Matthew 20, 20, uh, 29, it says, Jesus spoke to him, spoke to them. He said, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. He said, God wants your faith. Believe in what God has said and what you see with your natural eye. And see, I'm here and I'm encountering people. And I know some of you have met others who they hear messages now of, you know, we need to go back to God. We need to get back to holiness. We need to get back to righteousness. Jesus is our righteousness. We are declared the righteousness of God by our faith in Jesus Christ. If you read the book of uh, Genesis from I believe from 12th chapter over to 18, it shows how that Abraham was declared righteous, not because of the good things that he did, but because he believed in God. He was declared righteous because of his faith, because he trusted God. He left his home. He left his family. He left his traditions. And as he walked with God, his his old ways began to, 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 to leave him as his faith grew. And he became established. And the Bible says he, he left the old way, beginning to leave him. Because the Bible says Abraham would have returned. He and Sarah would have went back to Haran. They would have went back to their father's house if they would have been mindful of it. So in other words, if their mind was full of the past, they would have went back to where God told them not to go. And see, this is where many in the church of, the, of, of Jesus Christ is now. We're looking back to things that we know God delivered us from. We know that there were many that taught, you know, we go back, back in the, back in the day when they didn't have the revelation. This was always in the Bible. Grace has always been in the Bible. When Jesus spoke to the people, he said, man, looks at the eye with appearance, but God looks at the heart. God's not looking at whether you are wearing a pants or a dress. He's not looking at you, whether you wear an earring in your nose or in your ear. He's, he's looking at your heart. What's your heart condition? Is Christ resident in you? Do you have the, uh, have you received my son? Are you willing to believe in what's been written? Are you willing to walk with me? Because you can look at two people, two people can say the same, see the same situation and have two different opinions. You can set a glass full of water before two people and one of them say, you know what? That's half. You know what? They could have bought me a full glass. half full. One person said, man, I'm so glad that they gave me this water. I'm so thirsty. The other person said, you could have filled it up. Look what I didn't get. Another person said, look what I did get. And see, this is where, again, our faith is. We must look to God because so many are looking now they have a job and their job is not enough. You know, they have some money, but their money is not enough. They, they, they got married and they put all this faith in this, this man or this woman and this person is going to complete me. Where in in, in reality, the Bible says in Genesis, these two shall become one fat flesh. It didn't say these two halves are going to become one. It says these two shall become one. And when your focus is on this man, this man, when your focus is on this marriage and think that this marriage is going to complete, you no. Know, you're supposed to be complete before you come and get it move into marriage. If you're looking for your other half, that means you're not complete and you won't be complete or entirely until we mature in God and let the God get you to a place to where you know what? I'm good with the wife. I'm good without one. I'm I heard, I believe it was a, uh, I heard the minister of God speak this week about being successfully single, whether you're divorced, whether you're uh, uh, widowed, whether you're never married before. If you can't walk with God by uh, uh, being single and you're miserable being single, you're going to be miserable being married because then you, you're going to be so, you're going to be looking for this person to fulfill all of your dreams and all of your desires and make you happy. You got to be happy and your happy, Our happiness in, 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 in the body of Christ comes from him. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And see, if I'm, if I let Christ fulfill me, then I can be a joy to Danielle. I can be a help to her. I can support her. I can lift her because I'm complete in him. It's only in him that we are complete in him. We've, we live, we move, we breathe in him, in Christ. And when Christ is our center, we move from, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. We leave the land of the kingdom of I and say, Lord, what can I do? What would you have me to do, Lord? And reading on in this, Jesus said, 29th verse, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. And when he said this, he was simply saying, Give me your faith. And what did they do? The very next verse they said, What signs showest thou then that we may see and believe? whom thou? What, and what doest thou work? And they began to say, Our father didn't sit men in the, in, the, in the desert. As it's written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. But Jesus told them, he said, Moses gave you bread from heaven, but my father gave you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he was coming down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. These people were in the very presence of God. Jesus was God manifested in the, in the flesh, but they couldn't recognize him. Because again, they didn't see his heart. The very simple scripture says what? Man looks on the outward appearance. But what's the heart of the matter? But God looks at the heart. What's the heart of what's going on on your job? What's, the, what's behind all of these things? Why are people why are certain people in your, in, your, in your group they're always angry, they're always depressed, they're always going through, they're always suffering. What's behind this? See, that's why God puts is, is, is resident in all of us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the, the, the church of God. God has, been, has church. He wants his church in the workplace. He wants his church in the schoolhouse. He wants his church on the streets. He wants his church driving. He wants his church walking. He wants his church in, in sports, in entertainment, in education, in politics, in whatever men are. And I'm talking about men. I mean, the, the, the mankind is. That's where God wants his church. He says, where men will see your good works and glorify God, which is in heaven. He said, let them see me and you. When everybody else is cussing and fussing and and, and complaining about life and politics and who's going to be elected and who's, who's in office and who's not in office and all of these things they're complaining about and the economy and inflation and, and, and job loss and all of these things. He said, you know what? Yes, all of these things are happening. But I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe God that, yes, I might have lost my job or my my my, my spouse of, of Five, ten, twenty, fifty years has gone on now, but you know what? I love them. I gave them the best I had, but you know what? Right now, I know God is good. He didn't take my wife. He didn't take my husband. He didn't do this to me. Death took him. Because Scripture says, in the last, the last enemy is going to be destroyed is death. Death is not an enemy of God. And to quote one of my my, my favorite preachers. Everybody in the scripture that God took, he did resurrect them as he did with Jesus. Because Jesus told uh, Pilate, when Pilate told him, he said, uh, don't you know I got the power to save you? Jesus said, the power that you got, you got from God. He said, if I wanted to be rescued, I called down 12 leaders of angels. But I've given my life. I'm laying it down. No man can take it. But again, as we, as we talk about back to basics, don't let your focus be on getting that out man, an outward man adorned. Paul said, Let it not be the plaiting of the hair, the wearing of jewelry and of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart. That's the one that's got to be dressed up. Get your soulless man uh, uh, prepared. That's how. As um, uh, Paul said in the book, uh, book of Romans, 12th chapter, verse 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then he gives the answer. He says, but be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind what we transform that we may prove what is that good acceptable and perfect will of god we are transformed by the word of god just the simple things but everybody wants i need a revelation i want to hear something new you're not living what you know again the revelation is that we love our brothers and sisters jesus when they came to jesus said lord What's are the greatest commandments? And he told them about loving the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And then loving your neighbor as yourself. God's focused on love. I believe when we see him. He's going to be concerned about how did you love? Did you love well? Did you love that ex-spouse? Don't mean you got to be buddy-buddy with him. But if you got kids, you at least ought to get along with him. At the best of your ability. Now there are some fools out there that will try to kill you if they see you again. Love them from your heart, but love them from across the country, <laughs> from across the state. Drop that bitterness and say, Lord, I married them the best on the best judgment that I have. But you know what, God, from the sanity of my, for my sanity and for the safety of my kids, I'm not going back. Have mercy on him. I pray he meets you one day and we can reconcile as far as having a peaceful relationship. But if he chooses to remain in this same revengeful, evil mind, I'm gonna stay on my side of the country. Let them stay on theirs. And see, there's so much confusion in the fact that many in the body, they've they're saved, but they don't know the word they're saved then they're feeling like they're stuck because their relationship with god which will be formed by how you by how much word that you have scripture says the truth will make you free but the only the only the truth can only make you free by you are free by the truth you know you're not free if you don't know the truth you're not free in that area you abound because it's the truth that makes you free. See, we all can, you know, I can come along and tell you a lie and make you believe, oh, this thing is, this is a certain way, this and that. You know, was, that's why I say the scriptures that I give, the things that I say, go to the word of God and track it down. Walk with me. Track with me. I give you these things. I give you scriptures. I add them to this uh, podcast because God would have that you be firmly established and rooted in the word of God so that you won't be moved by every wind and doctrine. When you hear men say that, you know, uh, you know what? We, we, I got a new, we got a new revelation. God wants us to go back. We need to go back to, uh to, to the old Testament. And as God raised up Moses, he's raising up Moses in our day. Okay, I do believe God is raising up pastors and he's raising up prophets and teachers and and evangelists. But to go back to to living under the law can't help you. Because to go back to living under the rules and regulations of the old law, which none of them could keep. Jesus told the Pharisees that you put burdens on people that you yourself will not bear and cannot bear. But Jesus came to set us free. Let's go now. Let's go to uh, the book of Corinthians. This is in Corinthians. Uh, I believe it's Corinthians 2. Let me go there quickly. Corinthians 2. Um, 16. I'm going to read 16, but I'm going to focus on 20. He says, knowing this, that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have, been be- even we have believed in Christ. That we may be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be saved. Again, the law was good, but what the law did, it just revealed sin. It revealed it. Romans says if without the law, I wasn't bound. With, we weren't bound with sin. If you didn't know right from wrong, you know every man lived by uh, the things of his own heart, directed by his own heart. No, we weren't perfect, but what bound us was when we discovered the do nots. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not covet. All of these things we found out. We found out what we should not do. But what the law didn't do was it didn't tell us how to walk with God above these things. And that's what Jesus came to do. He sent a word, He is the word that came to set us free. So that we can walk in the word of God. So that we who are the temple of God can manifest Christ in the earth today. We can show the love of God. We can manifest prosperity as no one in the earth can do. So we won't, we won't be enslaved by money. That's what a real, a believer, a believer in Jesus Christ is is so settled that when, as God elevates him or her, they rise up in the kingdom. God blesses them, but they not only take care of their families, but they look outward then. They've established their family. They've established themselves as far as their house and their future. And they look out and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? How can I bless people in your way? What can I do, Lord, to further the gospel? How can I help my fellow man? How can I help those in my neighborhood? How can I help those in my city? How can I make an impact for the kingdom that's lasting, and there will be a legacy? Not that we're building a kingdom for ourselves, but we're building a kingdom that points to God. This will again, where the word says that they will see your good works and glorify God, which is in heaven. Build that school, start that business, further that career, but give glory to God. Make Christ the center. Of everything that you do, and to read this and to close out this morning, I'm gonna skip down to verse uh, number 20, uh, Galatians 2:20. Again, I am crucified with Christ. Just Paul speaking. Nevertheless, I live. He says, I'm still living, but Jesus is dead. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. He is the center in the very in in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. He did this because he loves us. He abides in us. The Holy Spirit is waiting on us. The Holy Spirit is, is, is unctuing many of us. You who are matured in Christ, you've reached a point where God can use you now. And he, he's urging you and pushing you. No, he's not going to take you from zero to a thousand, but he's pushing you out. So that use what I've given you. He's given all of us talents, some five, some two, some one, whatever your talent is, put it to use, but you can use it by taking baby steps. Just ease out. It's okay, Lord. This is what I feel you're t- telling me. This is what I feel you're leading me. Lord, I'm going to do this with your direction. Make it plain. But the 21st verse says this. Paul says, I do not frustrate the grace, the love, the undeserved favor of God. For if the righteousness came by the law, then he says, I'm going to paraphrase. He said, then Christ is dead in vain. Then why did Jesus come? If the only way that I could obtain faith was to keep living by the law, to keep living by those 613 commandments, to live by all the rules and regulations, Jesus came for relationship so that you would personally know him. And to close out today. Remember when he met the woman at the well and she asked a question? And Jesus told her, but she was talking about worship. We worship on this mountain. Jesus says, He said, You're not gonna worship in Jerusalem. On this mountain. He said, but God worship is gonna be for those who worship God as what? In spirit and in truth. I'm paraphrasing. The worship of true worship of God will be done in spirit and in truth. True worship. True worship. True adulation. True praise. True, true uplifting of the King of King and Lord of Lords must be done from a heart that's saved. See, unbelievers can, can praise God. And should the Bible said, everything that have breath praise the Lord, but true worship come from those who have relationship with God, and they recognize who He is. He came in the presence of his Son, and we glorify Him because he is the center of all that we do. I pray you got something out of this today. I pray that you would and we would all make Jesus the center of our relationship, center of everything that we do that we consult him through the very Holy Spirit, that he will lead and guide us as he surely desires to do into all truth. Father, we thank you for those who hear us today. We thank you, God, their lives are blessed today. God, miracles, signs, and wonders are working out for them as they place their lives into your hand. They let you take the wheel and we get in the back seat and let you lead and guide us. And by faith, we walk in the word of God. We pray, Lord. Open our eyes that we may see, ears that we may hear, our hearts that we may perceive what you would have us to do. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Be blessed till we come back again on Journeys in Grace.